Hello and welcome to Learn to Pray podcast. It's the podcast where we talk about how to pray, what to pray, when to pray, where to pray, and why we pray. Our host, Pastor Teacher Arthur Taryn V. Gaddis, has dedicated his life to helping individuals understand the great importance of prayer and how we are commanded to pray. And if we are to live our lives according to his will, his way and his word, that is God's will, God's way and God's word, then we must fall down on our knees and make prayer a priority in our lives. Lean in and listen closely. As in this week's episode, we talk about give us this day our daily bread. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Learn to Pray. I'm your host, Pastor Teacher Arthur Taryn Gaddis. Today's focus is going to be again in Matthew's Gospel, chapter number six. We're going to be focusing primarily with verse one, I mean, verse 11. However, I want to begin at verse number nine for the sake of reading God's word today. And this is again, this is ESV translation of God's word. And here's what it says. Pray then like this. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread give us this day our daily bread as we seek to learn how to pray one of the first places that we find is right here in this chapter in the gospel of matthew where his disciples asked him jesus teach us how to pray And so in the first half of this model prayer is is focused solely on God. The prayer opens with an exclusive desire to bring honor and glory to God and his name. He's exalted as father, isn't he? Our father. And then we're taught to pray for his glory then to pray for his kingdom, and then to pray for his will. Everything centers, as it should, around the God of glory and his honor. Now we are taught to pray for ourselves, secondly. On the surface, this petition seems to be narrow and selfish compared to the broad and unselfish attitude that is manifest in the first part of this prayer. Listen to it again. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our, our, our daily bread. In the first part of this prayer, everything is spiritual. Here in verse 11, everything seems to be sensual, selfish, and fleshly in nature. In first hearing and first viewing of this, it seems like we've turned the spotlight off of God onto ourselves. And it seems kind of petty and selfish and small, doesn't it? 
But yet even this request, ladies and gentlemen, for personal needs is intensively spiritual. In truth, this petition elevates our hearts and our, and our, our hearts and our God. Even though we are here making a request for ourselves, the spotlight, however, still rests squarely in the face of the Almighty. For as truly as truly as prayer is about adoration and devotion and worship, it is also asking for dependence. It is also sharing dependency and the need for God. So do, doing this podcast, we, we, we are going to consider the, the simple sentence, give us this day our daily bread. But by praying this simple prayer, I'm saying that I believe in certain things by coming to God to request the provision of the basic needs of life. I'm entering to entering into a time of profound worship. Am, am I not? In reality, no higher form of worship exists than for a child of God to enter into the presence of his holy, holy, heavenly father, unashamedly declaring I cannot make it without you. I am totally dependent upon you, Lord. I, I believe in God's power. When I pray for God to meet my needs, I am proclaiming my faith in his power to do just that. I, when I pray, I, I pray, I'm telling God, my, I'm telling God, my father, that I believe that he is able to take care of me. This is the Bible's testimony concerning God. In Job chapter 42, in verse 2, it says, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be failed. In Luke chapter 1, verse 37, the Bible says, for nothing will be impossible with God. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, it says, now to him that is able to do far abundantly than all that I we asked or think according to his power that is working within us. He, he is able, ladies and gentlemen, and he can and will take care of his children. If our God can create everything from nothing, then he can take care of you. If our God can feed two million Israelites from for 40 years in the desert, he can take care of you. If our God can do all these great things and he did throughout the pages of God's word, then you do not need to doubt his ability to take care of you. He's able and we and he will see to it that your needs are met. Thank God that he is able we, we 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 when we approach this passage in in matthew chapter 6 verse 11 we we believe in god's power this prayer is a prayer that says i believe in god's power but then it also says i believe in god's promises when i pray this simple prayer i am confessing my faith in the promises god has made to his children 
The Bible is very clear when it tells us that the Lord will take care of his own. Psalms 37 verse 25, I have been young and now I'm old, and yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Matthew chapter 6 verse 25 and 26 says, and therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor about your body, what you shall put on it. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap, they nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? He, he promised that he'll take care of it. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, he will. And, and we move from his ability to take care of our, 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 our needs and, and that we rely on his promises to the fact that we, as we pray this simple prayer, we're believing in God's personality. When we ask God for a daily need, we're asking God, to take care of us. When we're asking God for the daily needs of life, we're not trying to twist his arm to get him to give us, give us things that, that, that he doesn't want to give us or he doesn't want us to have. We're not trying to overcome his reluctance to meet our needs. We are merely laying a hold on his provision. We are humbly acknowledging his willingness to give. Nothing honors God more than his children coming to him in a childlike faith, asking him for what they need, believing that he loves them and that he is a generous God. God is not a Scrooge. He, uh, one who does not want to give to his children. God is not a Scrooge who has to be persuaded to meet our needs. God is our heavenly father and he delights in giving us good things. Luke chapter 12, verse 32 says, fear not little flock for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Look, look at all the great and wonderful gifts God has already given, especially consider the great gift of his darling son, Jesus. You, you know, just like I know, one of the greatest and golden scriptures of all the Bible and gospel of John chapter three, verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He is an open hand God who rejoices in the opportunity to give to his children. This prayer, give us this day our daily bread, acknowledges and honors that aspect of God's personality. This is a prayer of devotion, but not only is it a prayer of devotion, but this is also a prayer of dependency. 
Not only does this prayer honor the Lord by worshiping him as a great giver, it also expresses the total dependency upon the child of God, upon his heavenly father. Notice, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, what this prayer says about us and our relationship with our heavenly father. It is a prayer of confession. This simply, this simple statement, I can't meet my own needs, but you can. This simple statement, I cannot meet my needs, but you can. When, I, when you and I pray this prayer, we are confessing our own weakness and our own limitations. And we are confessing that we believe that God is able where we are not. Isn't that wonderful? In other words, when you and I pray this prayer, uh, 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 we are confessing our own weakness and our own limitations. And we are confessing that we believe that God is able where we are not. That when we are weak, he is strong. When, when we pray this prayer, we, 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 we are not resting in our own ability to work or our own ability to, to find our own food or to put food on our own table. No, when we pray this prayer, I, when I pray this prayer, I am, however, acknowledging the truth that I can only work because God gives me strength. I'm expressing the, the truth that he is God and I am totally dependent upon him for all the things I need as I pass through this life day by day. You, you do realize, don't you, that there is no such thing as a self-made man, don't you? Paul had a had a handle on this when uh, he says, but by the grace of God. I am what I am. If we have anything, if we are anything, it is because of the gracious work of God in our lives. I, I must come to the place where I, I must come and you must come to the place where we are honest about who is really in control. It, this this is a wonderful, wonderful prayer. It is a prayer of confession, but it's also a prayer of confidence. The idea is simple. Uh, simply, as we pray this prayer, uh, give us uh, day by day the things that are necessary for life. This is not a request for God to meet needs that has not, ar that, that has not arised. It is an expression of faith in God that says, uh, Father, I believe that you will take care of me one day at a time. Someone has said wisely yesterday is a council check. It has already been redeemed. Tomorrow is a promissory note. It may never be paid. Today is cash in hand. Spend it wisely. There's no need to pray about yesterday's need for yesterday is forever gone. There's no need to pray about tomorrow's need for tomorrow may never come. I am told to pray about today and to walk in simple faith with the Lord day by day. Give us this day 
are our daily bread. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. He says, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be uh, anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And what I want you to see, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is far, far, far too many believers try to live on yesterday's bread. And yesterday's bread is stale and moldy. What, what you need is fresh bread day by day. We, we, need, we need a fresh work of the Lord in our hearts and lives every day. We, we are to walk with him on a day by day basis, trusting him for all the needs of our lives. We need his righteousness for our sinfulness. We need his supply for our weakness. We need his patience for our hastiness. We need the bread of life, the Lord Jesus Christ to nourish us day by day. And by the way, when you eat your daily bread, remember that a kernel of wheat had to fall to the ground and die to give you that bread. As you pass through this life, never forget, never, ever forget, ladies and gentlemen, that Jesus Christ went to the cross and he died in your place and mine so that we might have him as the bread of life day by day. Uh, you need him to uh, you need him uh, to uh, do not be afraid to to call on him in confidence, knowing that no one comes to the heavenly father's table and goes away hungry. John Wesley displayed this kind of uh, contentment with the day by day provision of his heavenly father. Once Wesley was asked by a friend, supposing Mr. Wesley, you, you, you knew that this was uh, to be your last night on earth. How would you spend it? Well, at four o'clock, I would have some tea, he replied. At six o'clock, I would visit Mrs. Brown in the hospital. And then at 730, I would conduct midweek service at the chapel. And at nine to 10, I would have my supper. At 10 o'clock, I would go to bed. And in the morning, I would wake up in glory. That is the kind of perspective concerning life. I want to be true in my own life. I want God's best for today, and I want to be content to leave tomorrow in the capable hands of God. It is a prayer also of contentment. This simple prayer says, I am willing to accept the things you will send into my life today. I may not always like the bread God sends my way, but I can trust him to send me exactly what I need day by day. So if I'm called upon to eat the bread of sorrow or the bread of affliction, then he knows what's best. If I'm allowed to feast on uh, angel food and heavenly manner, then that too is his choice for me. M my duty is not, it, it, my duty is to trust him to do in my life exactly what is needed to be done day by day. Isn't that what Romans chapter 8 
verse 28, that very famous passage of scripture that said, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for those who are called according to his purpose. The, the, the practice of, of contentment is one of the greatest challenges any believer faces in life. And yet it is what God expects from each of us. Uh, in first Timothy chapter six, verses five through eight, it says, and, and content and, and, and constant friction among people who are depraved or deprived in mind and deprived of the truth, imagining that godliness is a means of gain. But godliness with contentment is a greater gain. For we brought nothing into this world and we cannot take anything out of this world. But if we have food and clothing with these, we should be content. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 10 through 13, says, I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have, re you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned that whatever situation I'm in to be content, I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound in any and every circumstances I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger abundance and need I can do all things through him that gives me strength nothing ladies and gentlemen says I trust you Lord like per perfect perfect contentment on the part of his children. May, my prayer is, may the Lord help us to get there and to walk with the Lord in total dependency day by day. This simple prayer is a prayer of devotion. It's a prayer of dependency, but it's also a prayer of diligence. On the surface, this simple prayer request, give us this day our daily bread, is a simple, straightforward request, isn't it? However, yet when we think about it, this prayer is very large in scope. It is a prayer of communion. It is a communion prayer, uh, communing prayer. Notice the two words, uh, uh, two words, us and our. Uh, give us this day our daily bread. This is not a prayer that can be prayed selfishly. It is it is not just about getting my needs met, but it's about praying for the needs of the family of God, all of God's children. We are we are challenged and we are commanded to have the best interests of our brothers and sisters at heart as we pass through life and as we pray in Philippians two and four, let us. Uh, let each of us look not only at our own interests, but at the interests of other Galatians chapter six, verse two, bear another, uh, one another bear burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 24, and let no one seek his own good, but the good of his brothers. We are to pray for one another 
for, for the preachers, for the teachers, for the missionaries, for the single mothers, for the struggling teenagers, for the families that are suffering, for the sick ones, for every conceivable need in the lives of others. There has to be those who are willing to pray for each other. There has been many times when I could not pray for myself, if I can be honest and transparent here. There have been times when I've not been able to pray for myself as I should, but I am thankful that God has other praying people who are praying for me during those times. The, 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 the whole idea of praying for pastors is that we are lifting pastors up in times when they cannot lift themselves, when, when life has taken hold of them, when life has happened in their lives, that there are those of us who are praying for them. And this is what this simple prayer is teaching us, that the prayers of God's children are precious and should be offered one for another. Uh, one day, great story, one day a preacher visited a bedside uh, member or a sick and shut-in member of his congregation and uh, and said, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I am late today, he said as he visited age uh, member of the church. But I had been all around the parish and and uh, and why, uh, said the old woman, uh, that's just where I've been, but you cannot walk. Um, he exclaimed in astonishment to the minister, you, you can't walk. Um, the, young, the older member said, ah, said the old saint, you, you see my soul isn't bedridden. So I just walked around the parish or I walked around the church every day in prayer while I lay here. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, that ought to be our goal of every single day that we have in mind uh, those who are part of our church family and those who are part of the universal church family. And we ought to be praying for them. They ought to constantly be on our minds, these, these, these nameless, faceless individuals, but also those that we worship with every single Sunday. We ought to be walking around uh, the, our churches as this old uh, the, as this old member who is bedridden was doing, walking around the church every day, praying while she was laying there. Prayer. This prayer is a contra, uh, comprehensive prayer. Well, one commentator said uh, this praise could be expressed this way. Uh, give us this day the things sufficient for our our lives. This is more than just a prayer for food on our plate. It can be even read this way. Give us this day the things sufficient for our substance. We're just not talking about food on our plates. This is us humbling ourselves and we and requesting for God to provide everything we need to make it through day by day. If, if, if you and I could ever get to the place where we truly trust God 
for all we need day by day, then not worry and then worry uh, not uh, not about dying, but about living. We we would be in a in a in a place of contentment and peace, knowing that our heavenly Father was in perfect control of all and every situation of our lives. That's what we read and just I, I shared with you in Philippians four, not to be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be known, made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Let me quickly say that it is not wrong to pray for our needs. Some people will not pray for themselves, thinking it is fleshly and not spiritually. It's not spiritual. Jesus clearly commands us to pray for the necessities of life, and therefore, let us not be ashamed to bring every need and every matter to him, knowing that he wants to hear from us and he will hear from us and he will sustain us and he will supply us as we move through this world. I, I, God uh, did not save us. To allow us to perish. God did not save us for us to live beneath uh, the, the beneath the goal and the purpose and the plan he has for us. Uh, God did not save us to allow us to perish on some wild hill of sin. We are the children of the king of the most high. And we have a right to approach the king for the things that we need. It is so, so very, very important that we understand that. And so my prayer is, is may the Lord help his people, that he'll help you and I to realize that we are to ask. And if we ask, we will receive. God is not tight fisted. God is not mean spirited. God is not some heartless dictator who delights in watching his children suffer and struggle. No, he is. Our God is a gracious, loving, heavenly father who delights in giving his best gifts to those who, who know him. Um, I want to I want to close. I want to close with this. Um, Robert uh, McChain, a great Scottish preacher who was mightily used by God until his death at the ripe old age of 29, said this, God will either give you what you ask or give you something far better. I think that's worth repeating again. He says, God will either give you what you ask or something far, far better. Let me encourage you as we quickly move to pray. Let me encourage you to come to the father and tell him about the needs that is in your life. Never be afraid, never be ashamed 
and never limit your prayers. Again, never be afraid to pray. Never be ashamed to pray and never limit your prayers. I want to encourage you, ladies and gentlemen, to come to him and call upon him and call upon his name, believing that he cares and that he hears and that he will answer you for his glory. Jeremiah 33 and 3. I close with this. Call upon me and I will answer thee and I will show thee the great and mighty things which thou knoweth not. Are there some things you need to pray about? Are there some things that you've been putting off? Are there some things that you need to be praying for right now? Are you still worrying and fretting over spilled milk of yesterday? Or are you so anxious and worried about tomorrow that you're missing what God wants to do in your life today. Give us this day our daily bread. Let me pray. Father, we are extremely grateful for your word. We're thankful that you have blessed us with your word. And it's through your word that we can become intimate with you. It's through your word that we can grow as part of your family. It is through your word that we can mature. It is through your word that we can become intimate with you. And it's through your word, Father, that we can hear your heart. Thank you today for sharing your heart with us today. That we can know that whatever we asked in the name of Jesus, that you will do it. And that it will glorify the Father. And if we ask anything in his name, that you will do it for us. Thank you that Matthew 21 and 22 says, and all things... Whatsoever we shall ask in prayer, believing that we shall receive it. So, Father, we thank you now. We come to you and we call upon your name. We believe that you care for us. We believe that you hear us. We believe you will answer us for your glory. Thank you for sharing your heart with us. Thank you for opening our hearts to know, Father, that we have not because we've asked not. And Father, we pray that we'll continue to ask, knowing that it will be given to us. We pray that we'll seek and that we will find. We pray that when we knock, that the door will be open to us. Because your word says that everyone who asks receives and one that seeks will find. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened in the name of Jesus. 
Father, as we continue to learn how learn to pray, Father, I pray that you'll open up the window of heaven and that you will pour us out a blessing that we will not have room enough to receive. Father, make prayer real. Make prayer so real in our lives, Father, that you will raise up a generation of intercessors who will not only pray for themselves, but will pray for others. Give us this day our daily bread. Don't allow our prayer time to be self-centered, but Lord, allow us to use these powerful words of us and ours, that our prayers will cease to be selfish, and that our prayers won't just simply be about us getting our needs met, but it'll be praying for the needs of your family. Thank you for challenging us and thank you for commanding us to have the best interests of our brothers and sisters at heart as we pass through this life and as we pray. We love you. We thank you for Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen and amen.